0: Welcome back to episode 95 of the Blockrunner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments of cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, DeFi at $14 billion and counting, and gas is a signal for the next bull run. Next, founder of Urine Finance and its ecosystem is growing. Then, we dive into Keeper Network... And finally, Wozniak splashes into the cryptocurrency space. All right, let's listen. In. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's going on, Willis?
0: Welcome back, dude. Yeah, man. It
1: feels like it's been a
0: while. Yeah. Um, a couple of releases this week. I mean, we talked about Decentral Games. They're killing it right now. Um, we have the Wozniak token. Can you believe that? A little... Dude, Wozniak is back.
1: The Waz is back? The Waz. The fucking was, dude. Yeah, somehow I slept on that entirely, dude. I don't know how I missed out, but you'll explain to me later, I guess, how yeah. <laughs> like you knew it was coming all along, but even you missed out. Uh, right? Yeah,
0: even I missed out. I mean you know what it was? Because I, I knew that Waz was coming out with a token, but I don't think there was any discussions on when it was gonna be released. So as soon as it dropped, it like it wasn't like in my view, right? It was like out of my peripherals.
1: Yeah. You saw like a headline article or something like. Yeah. Wozniak is getting into the crypto space and shit like that. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, But there was no discussion about tokens or anything like that. So that's, I'm not, you know, you you can't, you have to assume with any project, especially with a huge name like that, they have to be releasing a token because that's what this is about. So, uh, I definitely whiffed on that one. So, so yeah, there's that there's Wozniak. And then there's uh we want to talk about defi. So we we are expecting another defi bull run in this uh in this next run here. Yeah. And uh so just because like
1: we've, we've, we 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 jumped on that that defi bandwagon extra late last time around, right? Like Well, we were early we, and we then were early. we were super yeah. late. We were extra early abandoned ship for NFTs like yeah. And we missed the whole run of the DeFi space until like it became so noticeable and loud to where we could no longer ignore it, right? So then yeah. we jumped back in, and little did we know we were at the very top. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as soon as we got in, that shit turned to like dust, you know. But you know what? I, I called it, dude. It was like DeFi bubble. You're imminent. right. Uh,
0: we were definitely at the at the peak bubble there, but. Yeah. I mean, even if you're looking at it from a fundamental standpoint, these DeFi protocols make sense. They're like actual use cases for this stuff, like especially you finance. Like that's obviously the biggest one, uh, probably the most useful one. But then the one that's getting copied and remixed, you know, left and right. Yeah,
1: it got out of control, dude. There's like 50, like almost, I don't know, like 20, 30 copycats. Yeah. You know, they just kept down adding eyes at the end of them. Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah, yeah. like Wi-Fi. infinite yeah. I, dude. Triple I. YF infinity. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And so and it so was the working. Investment, Almost all of them were popping off. You know? Yeah.
0: So the the point is the investment it wasn't bad. It was just bad timing. Yeah. So
1: well the the, the, the strategic investing on our behalf was bad in the sense that we waited yes. until like the hype cycle cut our attention to like you know put our money in you know and actually like become participants like you're supposed to get in on these things like on the ground level where nobody's talking about them which That's we right. were but we totally abandoned ship like i said yeah you know? yeah for sure so now we're doing we're, we're gonna do that again <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. we're recognizing there's definitely not as much DeFi hype, and it could, be, it could be obviously reflected, like even in like the gas transactions and stuff. Like gas is a good indicator whether or not DeFi is popping off, right? When gas prices are low, yeah, there's a lot less like uh, DeFi activity, I guess. <clears throat> so that but, dude,
0: that's a good indicator. Since gas yeah. prices low right now, that's when you start going into these DeFi projects because DeFi is the only thing choking the Ethereum network, and right yeah. now nothing's being choked because it's not. There's no hysteria yet. And exactly. so, so that means, I mean, judging by our history here, that means we should be looking into DeFi, figuring out what's happening, staying up to date with people's Twitters and figuring out like what's going to happen next so that, you know, we, we make the strategic investments.
1: Yeah, man. Cause I, I don't get interested anymore looking at like old protocols from like three or four years ago, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm already starting to get like, you know, hit up by, like, old friends and shit, like, hey, I want to get into crypto. And then they're, like, inquiring, like, oh, how's Tezos? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, how's, like, XRP? Like, dude, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit, dude. That was, like, four-year-old nonsense. <laughs> like, I only care about what's new. You hey, know?
0: speaking of XRP, though, do you know why it's been going crazy in the last uh, couple of Not weeks? Not really. Well, no. the reason is because there's going to be an airdrop called Spark.
1: Okay, yeah, I did hear about that.
0: Yeah, so the Spark token is going to do a snapshot on December 12th. So we got it a couple, couple of days.
1: So people were just loading up in anticipation of uh, a yeah. an airdrop. Yeah. So I would Anyone imagine. Know what the Spark token does?
0: No, nobody knows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a, dude. Yeah. Well, it probably does something important, but we haven't really looked into it. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it does. It's definitely not like you don't ignore these old protocols. Like they're still. I mean, they're top ten, right? They're they're still juggernauts. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I'm more interested in the shit that's new that's coming out. Yeah, which for sure. Is this, this, dude, when you look at yeah. the DeFi, dude, there's never a shortage of like new shit to look at, dude. Like it's just every day there's something new. You know, yeah. most of it's garbage, but even sifting through the garbage is just still way more entertaining than like speculating on something that was made three or four years ago. You know, yeah. that really hasn't done much since, you know, they just kind of sit around.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> but yeah, so we, we, we're seeing some indicators. Again, the low gas fees and another indicator that's is piquing my attention is the fact that the locked liquidity hasn't like hasn't been affected at all during this bear phase. You that's know, if you go to DeFi pulse, you pull up that it's still uh, almost
0: parabolic basically.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the, is it parabolic? It's I mean it's pretty hot, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like uh during the peak of the last cycle, I think it topped off like around seven or eight or nine billion, probably.
0: Yeah. It took a yeah, little dip, but
1: then... Uh, a tidy one, dude. Yeah. T- I was expecting it like a huge sell-off. Like everyone's just going to like pull their money out, you know? Huh. But it didn't happen. Completed I opposite. think the
0: incentives are there to keep your money in. I mean, why not? I mean, you're just going to be mining tokens.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the fact that the, the DeFi, the lifeblood of that ecosystem just continues to grow, even during like this bearish phase, like you can't ignore it, dude. At some point, DeFi is going to come back. And it's going to be like... It's going to be huge. (laughs) Oh,
0: for sure. I mean, DeFi is is the thing that's going to erode the existing legacy networks that we have right now. Yeah. So why wouldn't it do that?
1: Yeah, like there's tons of different services, right, that we aim to decentralize. Like that's the whole purpose of this space. Right. Right. And in order to do that, you have to find clever incentive mechanisms to get people to like lock to liquidity in order to provide these services, right? Because in order to do any service, like in the banking world... Banks need liquidity, and That's right. us as customers, we willingly give them our money, you know, for them to hold. And to they're the ones who come up with all their little banking schemes and yeah,
0: derivatives. And, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, all these banking products and services that they come up with, like you know, it's it's one hundred percent concocted off of our liquidity.
0: Yes, our money. That's right.
1: So now this whole DeFi like. The more and more you see the liquidity pool continue to grow, it's just like a the bank is getting stronger.
0: You yeah, know? yeah, that's
1: all it is. Like the, the the whole crypto bank is strengthening over time. See, that's so naturally beauty. you're going to see more and more products and services spawn out of that, right? Yeah,
0: and and that's the beauty about DeFi is that just like in the traditional uh, infrastructure that we have, where banks are taking our liquidity and making all these services out of it, with <laughs> DeFi you still have access to your liquidity. You could pull out at any time. Exactly, and it's going to be there.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a no brainer like progression for yeah. society. I think like this is this definitely going to become like fundamental shit. Like uh, before, it was a little more difficult for me to understand. Like whenever Vitalik and other Ethereum maximalists and shit would say things like "decentralize everything," like what does that mean? Like yeah. how how does that look? Yeah, like. So these protocols are starting to make that like a little more obvious now to me. Like the governance shit is still a little squirrely. I agree. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing. Like how do you govern all this stuff? I, I still haven't figured out and most or... projects
0: have a governance token associated with them.
1: <laughs> exactly. So like that's that's the idea, right? Like we create these protocols that are they're that governed by its community, but like how the yeah. fuck? yeah yeah. how do you do that like uh, efficiently right like you well fairly
0: i think i think the the whole point is to do it fairly and i don't think you can do it i don't think you can do it fairly i mean we've seen it in decentraland like the most yeah the person with the most mana like gets to decide what happens yeah and that's not a bad thing unless i mean unless it's actually a bad thing like if (laughs) you have a, a single mana holder with like 10 million mana deciding how things work but you trust a guy, it might not be a bad thing. But if you don't trust a the guy, then, you know, it is what it is.
1: Well, then we're, we're pretty much going back to like, back to like re- representatives, right? That's right. Yeah.
0: That's why, man, when we were and back in the day, we were talking about EOS and delegated proof of stake to us. That made so much sense because those guys who are delegated would know what would be best for the network. Mm hmm. Because I mean, people are focused on other stuff, man. They're not focused on like what's going on with EOS.
1: Yeah, I mean, to become a candidate, I guess to become a block pro- so the incentive in their model is like you you want to become a block producer because it's it's a lucrative position, right? Yeah, like-, like you 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 reap the most benefit, I guess, as a block producer. So you gotta present yourself in a like 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 a, like a candidate would, right? Like you have to become a, a good actor or are you risk getting voted out from the ecosystem, that's right. I guess. That's right. But yeah, the problem is like there's the cartels formed within that ecosystem to keep like, you know, power, centralized power.
0: Yeah. And my point is, is that the idea of delegated proof of stake made sense. Now in practice, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. in practice, it's, it's actually different.
1: Exactly. So like the, that's, that's all I'm saying. The governance shit is going to take much longer, I think, to figure out than yeah. anything yeah but and but, and
0: and we've mentioned this before the governance tokens is only exist to sidestep regulation because if it's not a governance token then it's uh it's a security
1: yeah yeah because it adds some kind of utility yeah. to that token right that's right it's that and just just to introduce the speculative vehicle now to the market right? That's right. That's so, right so that the ecosystem can grow so it all makes sense like we saw this coming Same thing's going to happen in the NFT space. So, like, we're still extremely early in the NFT space. If you've been watching our interviews and shit, you know that's the case. Like, barely now, like, the foundational tools and protocols are being built. That's right. You know, many of them without speculative governance tokens attached to them, right? Like, that's the phase that we're at in this NFT economy.
0: Yeah, even uh, Matty has has, uh, released his own platform called NFT Art Pulse. That's right, and uh, it's it's for yeah. anyone who's holding NFT art to get a, a feel for the valuation of their art that they're holding.
1: Yeah, so if you're like a, a viewer who just stumbles onto this and you're you hear off you know through the grapevine that people are making money investing in digital art, like what the fuck, I want to do that. So I guess the first thing you want to do now you got a place to go and like kind of like investigate the the that's track right. record and history of these assets, right?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You could see like their starting sell points, like how much did the artist initially list them for? 0.1 ETH. Okay, that makes sense. They he sold ten of these for 0.1 ETH maybe, and then six months later, some whatever the fuck rich, crazy fuck, <laughs> spent yeah. 22 ETH for it or something. You know? Right. Right. So now you're like, holy shit. So then you can maybe you could start investigating the artist more, like, well, what did he do over this six month period to garner this much, you know, value? I guess in his work. Like, yeah. How do you start from 0.1 ETH and go that high in like six months? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if it's so much the artist, but it's the person who owns the art, right? Because that's the guy who flipped it, <laughs> right? Who bought it for 0.1 ETH and then somebody else bought it for 22 ETH. So yeah, but
1: so but what was going through that guy's head who spent 22 ETH on this art? Yeah, piece, I guess.
0: Right? Uh, yeah, so then he would be looking into the artist and seeing what the artist is doing to, yeah, to, to speculate to, to, on the valuation right. going up.
1: Yeah, more than likely it's just like like a social presence right like you got to maintain like awareness i'm more than likely if you go through that artist twitter feed like over that six month period you're going to see tons of posts you're going to see tons of like engagement interaction with the art community and shit like that yeah it's just marketing and branding dude it's like any other product that exists the only thing is these are like scarce products right so yeah over time they gain in value depending on that branding and marketing I, i would think because yeah. like Maddie insures me, like I, I, that's one of the first questions I asked him when he was launching this this uh, platform. Is like when you compare the artists who were all around at that time, where that guy launched his art piece for point 0.1 ETH, and they were all launching similarly. Did they all experience that same like exponential growth rate that this guy did? That's right. And his answer, his answer was no. Like not not all of them did. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: just standart outliers within this art community who are experiencing that. So there's there's definite like winners and losers, right? Yeah, for sure. Which is important to note, you know? Yeah. So Uh, that's crazy. That's a whole, like, space in itself. And I think, so these are the tools I'm talking about that will kind of, like, make it more obvious, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And like we're saying is the NFT space is barely getting those tools, like, developed. Yeah. And so
1: in the DeFi space, the the tools are there.
0: Yeah. The tools are pretty
1: mature at this point, I would think.
0: Yeah. They're, they're like touching, you know, in the realms of like 50 million to a hundred million in terms of liquidity, (laughs) like overnight. So I think that's right now, that's where the action is and NFT will have its day, but I mean, you got to build the tools and the functionality and all that for it to be like trackable.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um, (laughs) but it's also
1: important if you're, if you're interested in both sectors, Get familiar with DeFi, educate yourself on these platforms, these protocols, how liquidity pools work, how all this shit works, because a lot of this is going to be like uh incorporated into the NFT space in the future. Like I can almost guarantee that. Like NFTs won't just be like standalone products and platforms. Like they're going to eventually merge, like figuring out ways, just like the DeFi space figured out ways how to like inject like capital and resources into their ecosystem. The NFT space is gonna do the same thing you know so we have a good groundwork to like operate from is the yeah. defi space
0: yeah you know absolutely so
1: it makes sense to start there learn defi understand like the value that's being created there then you could move on to nfts and like wait to see like who, who are the platforms that are who are doing this who are incorporating defi first cuz those are going to be i think the winners you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> so that's my strategy
0: <laughs> yeah and i don't disagree i think uh, the more that you know about what's happening, the better you're equipped to make the good decisions. Yeah, totally. And we can kind of start with, here we go. One of the oh, yeah. better decisions to make is looking into DeFi from the perspective of this gentleman named Andre Cronje.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we kind of just like just today, like we've heard the name, right? Like yeah. over the months, like it's just a name that permeates through the space like uh, because he's the founder of Yearn finance and it's it such a, such a hit that is almost impossible not to know, but just today we just kind of like started looking into who the, who, who he actually is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, he's not just like a, a voice in the wind. Like this is a guy I think that is worth studying and like looking into because yeah, he's making some serious moves. And yeah, as soon as I opened up this page on CoinGecko and saw, there's like an actual year in finance ecosystem that's building, you know, to me, this looks like, uh, it's like a fucking cartel growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, your finance as a platform yeah. just keeps acquiring more and more protocols, you know?
0: Um, yeah, I think, um, that's the thing with Andre is like, he's a builder. So he's making a bunch of stuff and like putting it out there, which, uh, I mean, a lot of credit goes to him for like coming up with this stuff, but, I think he's seeing something that a lot of these protocols are like emulating and copying. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that there's any less value into what's going on, especially with this this impending DeFi bull run. I mean, these are the tokens that are really going to see that value go into.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I've experienced, I guess the reason why I'm interested in this Andre guy now and like just, because of the cover protocol, that's that's kind of like what got me back into the DeFi space. I I, I heard Andre was affi- affiliated with this project, so of course I wanted to learn more. I wanted to understand what it is. You find out it's just like a decentralized insurance protocol, <coughs> and
0: yeah, look yeah, at
1: look what it's done over the last few days, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it went as low as two hundred bucks, and now it's at a thousand dollars.
1: So as far as like historical events that's happened in this time frame, I think like two, maybe three protocols have like gone through the claim process. I think one was Badger DAO and another one was Pickle. Yeah. So so mm. like there's some activity happening. There's there's some claims being executed and some actually being rejected. I think the Badger DAO got rejected by their community. So like it's working. This, this protocol is working. People are staking liquidity. I think more than 10 million is locked up and they're being rewarded for being like, you know, Basically, liquidity to like an insurance provider, right? Like we just talked about this. Like mm-hmm. there's real world services out there that that operate off of liquidity, right? So now the platforms are being built to mimic those same services, but through our you know combined liquidity. So it's working here. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily what's driving up the price so much.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I wonder why. It- I wonder why Uniswap has. Only about 10% of the entire volume. I would have expected uh, Uniswap to like dominate here. But Wait, let
1: me see that. Where do you see per- Oh, there right it is.
0: There. 10% uh, of the total uh, volume happening on Uniswap.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. Wait, it says 58% from MXC? That can't be right, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, that seems seems weird. Yeah, I agree. This is new.
1: a <laughs> new development, dude. So I'm definitely going to look into that. <clears throat>
0: Uh, but we're, but it's but a thousand dollars. I mean, that's that's pretty high. In seven days, it's done two hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So I mean, again, like I mean, the market's pretty it's a pretty interesting market. Bitcoin is like hovering around twenty thousand. Ethereum. Everyone's expecting it to eventually make that two X run up, right? To like recover and catch up to Bitcoin. Yeah. But it hasn't yet.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So in in the meantime, <clears throat> I like it. I think while i guess the the big two protocols are kind of like stagnant it makes sense to kind of focus your attention on the DeFi space right and there's shit like this running up you know I- independently like i don't know it's a good strategy dude like you you hop in and out of bitcoin and ethereum and then whenever those two slow down like DeFi usually gets like some some life you yeah, know right. it's reminiscent of like what that what used to happen in 2017 with like uh ICOs and altcoins, you know. Bitcoin, Ethereum would have their run-ups, altcoins and would have their run-ups as well. So, yeah. Same thing's happening here or it's starting to happen, you know.
0: Yeah. Um So, so uh the way that I got here was this is the yearn ecosystem. So, all these protocols are connected to yearn finance to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And so all of them have a connection to Andre Conray. uh what's it? Cronje?
1: Cronje. That's what I call yeah. him. Yeah. Andre Cronje. I mean, he's got a J, dude. That J throws me off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you pronounce it like a crongy. Yeah, Cronje? I don't think so. Cronier. I think it's Cronje. Uh,
0: but yeah, so he's in his Twitter account. I mean, I definitely follow him to to keep up with what's going on. But he's talked about every single one of these on, on this list on CoinGecko, the urine ecosystem. Every single one has been on his Twitter timeline. So that is a good place to stay up with this. And I'm pretty sure this ecosystem is going to grow. So if it grows, the more likely, you know, these things are going to start doing a hundred percent in, in a week.
1: Yeah. I think so too. Um, I think he's, he's, he's aggregating like, or maybe not just him, like whatever team he's working with, like they're putting together like a team, like, I don't know, like, I like to compare it to kind of like what what Binance and Tron used to look like in 2017, you know, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> in the Chinese like Hong Kong space, they formed like a little cartel of, you know, projects and developers were like it it seemed like anything affiliated with that core group of, of minds, I guess, was uh, was experiencing the most success, I guess, yeah. during that time because like they were kind of like the movers at the time, like Binance, Neo, Tron, all that stuff, like they were they were huge. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I feel like the same thing's happening in the DeFi space with this little cartel that's forming, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, it's no coincidence that this guy, he's he's affiliated with all these coins that are doing like 100x, or not 100x, but like at least 10x over a short time period, especially during that little DeFi bull run that we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is interesting. I mean, this guy... He started year in finance, which is pretty useful protocol, but, um, I I don't think he's having a good time at the moment with, uh, the craziness with, uh, these, these bull runs too.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's made some mistakes, right? I think like his, his, I mean, if you read his Twitter freaking bio, it says like, I tested in production. I think he's actually, he's created like faulty smart contracts before that have been hacked. That's right. You know, he's lost his, his, uh, participants like a lot of money. Yep. But like Yeah, because he, there's some, he's letting you yeah, he's letting you know ahead of time like there's risk in this, you know.
0: Yeah, there's some blind followers that as soon as he releases a smart contract where you can like provide liquidity or interact with it, like mm-hmm. they've lost money because these smart contracts are they have some some errors, some glitches. Yeah. And um so yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely got to be careful, but keep an eye on this guy's feed for sure. Like if you're looking for like good uh Sources of information for this space. If you want to learn more and like stay up to date on what's being developed, I think for sure, this is a good, this is a good starting point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. To prove the point is I don't have notifications on for anybody that I follow, except for MetaZone and I have this guy's on. So that says something.
1: Yeah, totally. So we'll see how, we'll see how this ends up working. You know, maybe we'll, we'll stumble on some bangers in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so.
0: Oh, um, Yeah, so so we're reading up on Keeper and uh Keeper was This is another one, right? Yeah, another one of his list here. So Keeper, let me show you where they're at on the list. So Keeper's at 133 has a market cap of 71 million mm-hmm. and uh so we, we wanted to see like what is this about cuz I I saw it in the past but I never like really looked into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the introduction says, uh, is Keeper's a network or Keeper network is a decentralized uh, for projects that need external DevOps and for external teams to find a Keeper jobs. So that's another thing like this industry needs to get better at is explaining some of this stuff because it's not, <laughs> it's not easy. So and this. You mean that
1: paragraph's not enough for you, dude? No,
0: sir. No, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that, dude.
0: But uh, there's, it's it's not too complicated, right? There's a keeper and there's jobs. So yeah. a keeper is the term used to refer to an external person and her team that executes a job. This can be as simplistic as calling a transaction or as complex as requiring extensive off-chain logic. The scope of the keeper network is not to manage these jobs themselves, but to allow contracts to register as jobs for keepers and keepers to register themselves as available to perform jobs. So, this is a lot of words to describe what we've already seen pretty much dominate our you know our, our economy is the uh, gig economy right if you drive for Uber or Lyft or use Taskrabbit like these are all gig jobs mm-hmm. and so I think what we're looking at here with Keeper <laughs> Network is a smart contract based gig economy which
1: or at least like a foundational tool for that right
0: Yeah so um, that's a big deal in my eyes. If that's what this is, which so far I haven't seen anything to contradict that, uh, yeah, this is a big deal.
1: Let's read a little bit more about registering a job. Just, just so we can, right okay.
0: here. Registering a job. A job can be any system that requires external execution. The scope of Keeper is not to define or restrict that a- the action taken, but to create an incentive mechanism for all parties involved. There are two core ways to create a job. It's registering a job via governance or registering a job via contract interface. Mm -hmm. So for governance, if you prefer, you can register a job by simply submitting a proposal via governance to include the contract as a job. If governance approves, no further steps are required. And then for the interface, you can register a job by calling a function on the keeper contract. You must not have any current active jobs associated with this account. So calling that function will create a pending governance vote for the job specified by address and function arguments. You're limited to submit a new job request via this address every 14 days. So this is not so much a gig economy sort of decentralized interface. This is more like, like a governance tool to vote on jobs to be completed.
1: Governance tool to vote on jobs to be completed. So this sounds like it could be something really useful to Decentraland. Right, any kind of DAO where there's potential for like there's oh, funding. Dude,
0: that's such a good example. So yeah. let's so let's come up with an example. We need we need a uh, a mobile app for Decentraland. Yeah, exactly. We have a job, so we, we have a DAO. job. Yeah, yeah we post it, sure. and people vote on it. It's like this is obviously a need. Everybody agrees. Now, all of a sudden, a uh, funds are allocated to that job. Let's mm-hmm. Say, like, let's say it's like five million mana. Then let's use USD, dude, because mana confuses me. So, <laughs> yeah, five hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay, yeah, that's, that's
1: a lot of money, dude. But yeah, yeah, a mobile app, yeah, you're right, dude. It probably would cost like a lot of money, right? Yeah, okay, continue. And then,
0: and then so it's like, okay, we have a job for five hundred thousand dollars to make this mobile app for Decentraland. Then we have mm-hmm. keepers who go, I guess, either bid or uh, go and actually execute on this job right and they build this application then they submit it once it's submitted and tested by the community it's like yeah this looks like it works it's functional and like here's your five hundred thousand dollars damn just
1: like that yeah yeah but it's all it's all dao government it's all dao voted basically yeah so this for all of these so this is interesting so this is kind of like I, I, I earlier stated, like, the only thing I'm skeptical of is whether or not DAOs and governance and shit can work. So right. I guess with tools like this, maybe the, maybe there's more of a shot.
0: Yeah, I uh, totally agree.
1: Because that's what that's the big thing that's lacking in Decentraland. There's no, like, organization going on. You know, there's no, yes, we have a DAO, and we have the voting infrastructure in place, and we have plenty of money to play with, but there's no...
0: There's no uh, momentum on any of the proposals.
1: that yeah there's no like actual execution of anything right yeah so i guess whenever
0: and it's not because people are there there isn't a lack of posting right there are some proposals being put out there it's just yeah i don't know central
1: games put one out yeah they put what they wanted to use the mana pool to liquidity to stake on their platform their yield farming platform to to do what to mine dg tokens right that's right yeah and then and and to earn a yield the foundation
0: yeah. would yield the DG tokens.
1: Yeah, that's right. So the foundation, meaning like all of our collective mana, which is around two million or so, yeah, would would be yielding, I guess, a, a bonus. I guess until until the DAO decides no longer to do this anymore. I guess right. Yeah. That's the proposal, I think. Which is interesting. You know, it, it is. Like, it, it
0: sounds. It sounds. It like it's a good use of funds, in my opinion. Yeah, because all it's doing is growing the funding pool, right? Hell yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? It's if it's no just brainer. sitting there dormant, like just chilling.
0: And, and that's the thing is like, we agree with this proposal, but like, I mean, what, <laughs> what the power point, do we have really?
1: We, well, we agree with like, I think it makes, it would be, it's it's not a negative outcome And this. <laughs> I mean, the most ideal outcome is like we, we use that money as a community to encourage more development and creation on this platform. I don't think, you know, staking all that money into uh the gaming's yield farming protocol is gonna
0: oh it won't yield anything other than yeah. More money yeah I, yeah I mean, i agree so with I, that but yeah if if it's already yielding nothing in terms of like content creation might as well earn some money well,
1: right? yeah almost like that's like that's like a based resting plan. yeah <laughs> it just like rests in in into their uh smart contracts until we vote on like some shit like this, like an actual job comes in that yeah. we need funding from, and it, it can be extracted from there. I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. We we made a similar proposal. Remember when we interviewed Fade? Yes, like a year ago or something. Yeah, 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 dude, yeah. a long fucking time ago, dude. Yeah. We made a proposal <laughs> to him. We're like, hey, we got this wacky idea, dude. I don't know if you heard of DeFi. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like we heard of this thing called compound dude and apparently like people are getting like 16 percent interest or some shit like that on their on their uh, liquidity so like how about like we're rubbing our hands together how about (laughs) how about we we put the foundation mana into this compound liquidity pool generate some yield and then we use that to fund like like crazy projects
0: in- and games yeah
1: or our game incentive to get people to play right yeah in our case it would go to like our our, our tournaments that we were running back then yeah you know? we were yeah. running monthly tournaments the problem is we didn't have the funds to sustain that you know but if we were generating like passive yield like it would probably have been tens of thousands of dollars right yeah that's enough to fund like enough you know uh activity and decentraline to get people to show up yeah i would think yeah i agree so it was a good idea back then i think it's a good idea now <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah i mean and decentral games obviously that's a good idea it's just uh, <clears throat> I, I think the preferred use of funds is like you create content and i think everybody would agree even decentral games but if you're not creating content then earning money everybody's doing it in DeFi, right that's the whole yeah, point that's of like the next best thing yeah yeah so and so- i mean if you can have like sustainable income through liquidity mining that can fund like the crazy projects, right? The, the low chance of, su- of success projects mm. because it doesn't really <laughs> cost you anything.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's like, it's just house money anyway. So it's
0: house money. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So <clears throat> this is really cool. This is like something for sure. I don't know, dude, I definitely blew it off. Like when I first looked at it, cause like look, look at the interface, dude, like go to their actual website.
0: Oh yeah. Um. So let me go keeper. Yeah, here we go.
1: Yeah, this is what I saw. <laughs> this is what I saw. I'm like, why is this thing, like, mooning? And then I go to this, I see their interface, and I'm like, dude, like, what is this, man? I get turned off immediately, I guess. But yeah. I shoot it because, like, look at Uniswap. Same shit. It's, like, simple.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, we're what seeing some traction here. It says 4,000, almost 5,000 jobs done.
1: Okay, see, I did not see this. This is way better. <laughs>
0: 812 keepers, KPR bonded
1: a million dollars dude I wonder what that means like that's the payouts
0: KPR bonded keeper keeper bonded. keeper bonded
1: yeah i think that means like how much has been paid out so like a million dollars to 4870 damn for now this jobs.
0: this is a protocol dude i like this yeah
1: it's working that's what you like to see right yeah just like how i like to see cover working like cover has been working there's a lot less um like transactions, of, I've only seen like two or three, but these are like big, you know, big protocols using that platform, right? Like whenever something bad happens to them, they they go to cover, like expecting like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it's, so far it's been working for them. But this seems like a smaller scale kind of Yeah, look protocol. at this dude. Yeah.
0: He's done 367 jobs, it seems. He's earned yeah. almost $10,000 in Keeper.
1: Holy shit. I wonder what he's doing. Can you click on his address? Does it show anything? Yo, this is really nice. This is a good
0: layout. A little dashboard. Earnings and transaction fees. Oh, this is weird.
1: Oh look, it says the job. Hold on. It says job. Oh, Oracle. Or sushi Keep. swap. These yeah. are like Oracle jobs. Yeah, let's see so what is this is he, he's an Oracle.
0: Keeper <laughs> V one Oracle. Dude, man. It's like we're, we're going diving too into, deep. into a... No, it's not that we're going <laughs> deep, it's like we're going to a different planet.
1: Yeah. I yeah, want. love look at, this shit. Dude. I want
0: to look at these jobs. So this is SushiSwap v one oracle. Was this MetaMask strategy keeper or uh, market maker or market know. maker? Yeah. Okay. Let's oh, yeah. At, See,
1: I don't know what any of this means. Oh, there's there's docs. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yo, this is one hell of a rabbit hole, dude. I love going down rabbit holes.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> oh wait a minute. So this is a contract, okay? Uh, Sushi swap v one oracle. Uh, okay. okay, we're looking at some code here for those who are not watching. <clears throat> and so let's let's go to um, let's go to read contract. So we have the keeper. Oh, Uni. We got Weth. See, man, I can see why this guy has earned ten thousand dollars, dude.
1: He's done a lot of work, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> but so I see he's input a lot of work. So who is requesting this this job or like? So Who's he ex- doing
0: ex- work tolerance? for? <laughs> work for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do we get here? Uh, so, job list. So, it's not clear to me, like, what the job actually is. Because we, all the links lead to a smart contract. Hmm.
1: These guys don't, like, put, like, a s- fucking... Uh,
0: That's wild, though. Like, like you. briefing? Can- yeah, you can uh, you can post a uh, a job and like all you do is like a link to a smart contract and like those who know what to do should can can actually like actually do perform the job.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, what the fuck, man? I'm so confused. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, this sounds like some something big in the making, and I think a lot of other people recognize this. That's why like you've seen this speculative growth of yeah. this. Of this ecosystem right now is currently sitting around 70 million so there's no way like that's this is the end of it right like depending on how robust this community becomes i would think it would grow pretty exponentially right because there's a huge community of developers out there that have skills and there's i'm sure there's like an endless supply of jobs for them to do yeah well what do you know there's the andre cronier tweet
0: track job performance keeper earnings and more absolutely amazing work so that, that was uh, an endorsement tweet by Andre Cronier.
1: November 8th. See what the price was on November 8th. So if you're again, if you're tracking Andre's Twitter profile and you see him tweeting Keeper on November 8th, you buy... You buy... You, 130. 130 bucks. So yeah, if you, if you use Andre as like a good indicator for like an entry to some kind of project. <laughs> That would have been a golden move for you because, yeah, you would have experienced about 4x run-up since then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. so that's just confirming our, <laughs> you know. Our thesis. That Andre is the man to follow. Yeah. You know? So keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on all these protocols we've discussed so far because, like, we're just as blind as you guys are to these things too because we're just now kind of, like, learning about them. But, God damn, do they sound important.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If you go into Keeper's uh, documentation, like mm-hmm. it's just not, uh, in my opinion, not well-written. Uh, there there needs to be a ton of work here, which this is probably like a one-man job. So, I mean, hats off to, what's this guy named, Z Ashton. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a one-man crew, like uh, one-manning a, what is it, a 70, 71 million market cap protocol. Yep shit you
1: just had a great idea dude great vision execution the mvp of it this is definitely mvp
0: yeah for sure
1: <laughs> that's why I like it. dude i'm so stupid i get turned off by that like if i had like a a little more like patience actually like dive deeper like what you just did dude like i would have been way more turned on you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah because
1: yeah. <laughs> i heard about this i, I remember like yeah a yeah weeks ago, i went to your house to show you this shit dude like i was like Look like how stupid this looks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you believe people are putting their money into this? And yeah. now here I am today. Like, dude, this is fucking amazing. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. do is, you got to look past that fucking book cover, dude. That, that saying is true. Don't ever judge a book by its cover. Dude. How did
0: you first find out about it, though? Like, just the price. Oh, know? just the price.
1: Tra- it was a trending token on CoinGecko, you know, because people were yeah. pumping it up. So I was like, I have to find out more. Yeah, as far as I went, it was like the landing page. It's is so hideous. Yeah, yeah. But by design, right? Because it's just, I think... Uh, I mean,
0: it's more function over form, right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Just don't get turned off by like ugly looking things. <laughs> it seems to be like conventional in the DeFi space, right? Because it's, it's in such an early experimental phase. That, like, yeah. These developers, they're not prioritizing, like, the general consumer. Dude. They're just trying to build these protocols, like, from a foundational level. So, of course, they're going to be hideous, yeah. you know? <laughs> they're just trying to figure out whether or not these smart contracts will execute or not.
0: So, we, do, so essentially, we need to do that deep dive on every single one of these, including Sushi, just for, for completion's sake. It. Yeah, just for completion's yeah. sake. Because a $280 yeah. million dollar market cap, something has to be happening here that's, like... <laughs> Sustainable,
1: yeah, because that's what that the sushi mania is. What pulled us into the DeFi bubble 1.0, right? Yeah, that's right. Like that's everyone right. was talking about sushi, We're like okay, let's find out what this shit is.
0: Yeah, and then we looked at it. it was-
1: <laughs> yeah, immediately we thought this was like a scam, dude. We're like, dude, this is not good. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then of course you have to be careful because even Bitconnect went all the way up to a billion dollars. Yeah, up to the point to where I was looking at it, it was like. Dude, am I like looking at this wrong? Is this like something legit? And nope, definitely a scam.
1: <laughs> yeah, you always start to question your logic, dude. Like at yeah. this face. It's like, maybe I'm just... <laughs> flawed. A, yeah, flawed human, dude. I'm just not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, this is a good place to start. So we're going to start here. We're going to do our own due diligence on these things. Just because, like I said, it's, it's good to educate yourself. Yeah. Because it's going to have implications on the rest of the space you know nfts for sure we just saw like we just kind of like made that connection keeper this DeFi protocol is probably going to be used in this nft ecosystem we call the central land right
0: that's right hell yeah dude that's some
1: more than likely like
0: yeah and, it, and it's a protocol so anybody can use it for anything
1: true it's just uh makes sense
0: so yeah. so yeah that was DeFi. um i did want to talk about something uh interesting equally as interesting as wozniak if you don't know who Wozniak is, he's the co founder of Apple. Um there was actually three co founders of Apple. One of them sold their stock for like a thousand bucks back in the eighties. <laughs> oh no.
1: Yeah. And uh, did he kill himself yet?
0: No, he didn't. They've interviewed <laughs> him since then, but he was like, Yeah, I think at the time I was making the right decision and uh I don't he's I don't I think he said he doesn't regret it because it made sense he needed a thousand bucks at the time. So
1: a thousand bucks back then is probably like what, like five grand?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, I could see that being like some life-saving sum of money. Like he's probably about to go, you know, yeah. bankrupt or kicked out of his house or something like that.
0: Yeah, and uh, so I think it was Jobs or Wozniak. I think it was Jobs who bought those shares back. Hmm. Um, and then everybody knows what did the other guy. Do was he
1: also a developer?
0: Wozniak? No, the oh, the guy other guy. I think owned. he was a developer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I didn't know that. But yeah, Woz, isn't he like the, uh, he's like the mastermind. Right? Like he's the one who actually built the yeah. first like Apple product.
0: So Steve Jobs was a developer too, but obviously not as good as Wozniak in terms of like making things functional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're both, I mean, Wozniak was really like the brains of, of Apple back in the days. And there's, there's a couple good, pretty accurate movies that have come out about Steve Jobs explaining the whole genesis of Apple and uh but but yeah i think what jobs did like jobs (laughs) like back then
1: instead of like now it's like smart contracts right this is all these like savvy developers are experimenting with back then it was more like hardware right like circuit boards and shit yeah so he he was kind of like everything was like clunky and not commercial friendly steve jobs kind of like made that bridge right yeah steve jobs was more
0: like he was I mean, he was the marketing arm of Apple. I mean, he's, he's the one who made Apple, Apple, right? Steve Jobs. And he made his products more about, like, the emotion of of the actual hardware and not, like, the specs of the hardware.
1: And the user experience, right?
0: Yeah, and the user experience.
1: Like, he's all about, like, you know, like trying what? to visualize, like, what, 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 what it can do for you is. and yeah. not,
0: like, CPU or... Or RAM or any, any of those specs that, you know, all these other manufacturers talk about constantly. Mm. Which it's still important information, but not as important as this computer can help you become a better artist mm. or better at whatever it is you're trying to do. But anyway, so Wozniak came out with a coin called F-Force, E-F-Force. And uh, they just released their token this week. And let me show you the damage it's done. <laughs> it's number 127 dude i can't be it has to be
1: higher than this right i thought you said it hit 950 million or something
0: well i think that was one of the articles i don't know maybe it hit like 950 million market cap um for like a second on one of these other exchanges But right now it's a 72 million market cap it okay. released uh, a couple of days ago and it doesn't show it on coin market cap but the token opened at 10 cents And so it instantly went up 1,500%, like 15X to $1.50. And then now it's at $3.48. So what what does this token do? Mm -hmm. So let's go to project. And so this is the first blockchain-based energy savings platform. F-Force is the first platform that allows contributors to benefit from the energy savings generated by energy-efficient projects worldwide. So... The way that it works is we have contributors. Contributors can participate in energy efficient projects by acquiring tokenized future savings. Mm, Interesting. And then companies benefit from energy efficient improvements at no cost and the resulting savings are written in real time on the blockchain. So then a smart contract redistributes the resulting savings to token holders and the companies without intermediaries uh, based on exact consumption savings data. So, I guess companies uh, make improvements, uh, like energy efficient improvements, and then they tokenize that and sell it on the open market.
1: Mm, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm sure they've been working on this for quite some time and they just released their token. <clears throat> I mean, called... it sounds
1: very similar to uh, like Power Ledger and projects like that originally, like we're envisioning, or maybe like parts of it, right? Like Power Ledger was supposed to be a way for. I think more like, yeah, like say you have like a solar system on your house and you're harvesting your own energy, whatever excess energy you don't use can be tokenized and sold on the open market, like you just said, right? So you can kind of like monetize like your saved energy resources Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, build a whole market for this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, in other words, through F-Force, the energy savings of a third party are tokenized and can be used can be used by everyone. And then so they have a token allocation. Twenty percent was for the team, the F Force Limited. And private there's, placement? What is that? Private placement, I think that's that's for uh investors. Yo, forty five percent that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your investor. I mean, it could be worth it. Yeah, but, but, but then from again, like a token watch.
1: investor perspective, like that's not a good sign. Like that's just too much.
0: <clears throat> no, but the key thing here is the emission rate it says new tokens will never be created.
1: That's good, I so. guess. Yeah. It's just a lot. Like it's just a lot of um, you know, sell cell control like allocated to a single source, you know, like at any moment. It's true. Any, 40, moment they next can dump. any moment, 65, 65% of these tokens can get dumped on the market, you know? Yeah. That's a lot. So I'm pretty sure most of yeah. these people are throwing their money at this, aren't like looking at the tokenomics in any bit.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, all they're they, saying they, is waz. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, naturally. Mm-hmm. But that's important to note. Yeah. You know? uh, so, yeah, I thought this was interesting. Um, The initial 15X return kind of scared me off. Like. When I saw that, but it kept going up, so clearly I was wrong.
1: Yeah, this is one I, I'm just too scared to touch. Yeah, and it's probably gonna be one like I totally regret not touching.
0: <laughs> well, it has to correct soon. I mean,
1: I mean, but dude, even but at seventy long? million, like, don't you think that's a steal of a deal for
0: a WAS token? Well, yeah, if you look at it that way, you have a good point.
1: Wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's amazing that like a token as. Hyped as this is, came into the market like in the sub 10 million zone or whatever. Like, how does Waz enter the market like at such a cheap cheap valuation? You know,
0: well, I mean, Waz was never in the public eye all that much. I mean, if Steve Jobs came out with a token, (laughs) it'd be instant, you know, a couple billion easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, like an Apple ICO. Jesus, yeah. That thing with ICO at like twenty billion, easy.
0: I mean, you know what? All these like trillion dollar corporations, SpaceX, Apple, Amazon, they have to be working on some sort of a token, dude. They have to. Like this I don't is know. this is kind of like a natural not, I don't want to say natural step, but I think this is part of the evolution of the internet. Is the it probably like, is, but tokens. I mean
1: they don't they don't have an incentive to give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know,
0: they do though. They they have an incentive to stay relevant. Like, think about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, the company, has been around for over 100 years, and it's a drink, and they haven't changed their logo in over 100 years, mm-hmm. and uh, they they stay relevant by, like, bombarding everybody with ads.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, you're probably right. You like, can't do Microsoft, that with, like,
0: tech companies.
1: Yeah. Microsoft is making their own NFTs and stuff like that, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're thinking about a token.
0: I mean, this is a long way away. I mean, I don't think Apple's going to come out with a token like within the next decade. I doubt. Yeah, oh, you don't know. I Maybe mean, Facebook's
1: trying. Right yeah, now. well, Facebook. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I yeah, think it's probably, because Zuckerberg nice. is inherently interested in this tech. I mean, he's a he's a nerd, just like the rest of us.
1: Yeah, and he's relatively like a young, still pretty young, strapping young lad. So he,
0: he's still hip with the times, I yeah. guess. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? A lot of these I mean, other
1: companies have like older CEOs and founders and shit.
0: I mean, think about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> he was early. He was a early adopter of the internet in terms of like a pioneer. Yeah. So he's got to have like a team of people looking at cryptocurrencies, dude. Imagine if Amazon came out with a token. Yeah. Dude, It would be over, man. They, they These like huge companies would just take over. Like probably, I don't know, blast Bitcoin from a market cap standpoint to Oblivion.
1: Yeah, it's actually crazy because yeah, Amazon is actually positioned perfectly to do something that like what Rarible does. Like, It's just a marketplace. Yeah. It actually has tons of user activity. Yeah. And like it, the incentive for people to sell on that platform and buy on that platform would be, you know, your farming tokens. Just like dude, a wild man. Yeah.
0: So like me, dude, yeah. I've
1: spent so much money on Amazon. I guess yeah. right now, like the best way to get a kickback from that. Purchasing activities to like use their Amazon credit card, right, and you get like a five percent cash back.
0: Yeah, but that's such an old paradigm that. Yeah, exactly. I don't don't know if it works as well as the opposite incentive of like collecting tokens instead of getting a discount.
1: No, discounts don't. They're not as, as visually stimulating and like as an appealing as, as like an account that's growing a balance over time. That's right. right. That's right. And then like, then you see the value of these tokens go up over time with it. It's like, Holy shit, dude, I'm going to go bankrupt buying Amazon products, you know, (laughs) try and farm these stupid tokens. Yeah. But I could definitely potentially say, or maybe it was another Amazon competitor might figure out a way how to decentralize the whole ecosystem and, you know, do this.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Amazon's definitely not going to disappear. Even if yeah, you they, can't,
1: dude, how you could ever beat Amazon is like, yeah, Bezos spent like 20 years building that infrastructure, dude. Yeah. Like, what a 5D chess move. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was a great foresight, dude. He's like, if I just spend the next 20 years, like building all these factories, like yeah. acquiring all these like distribution centers. Yeah. All this shit, dude. Yeah. like, Like I'll be chilling. <clears throat> I'll be chilling when I'm like in my fifties and he's right.
0: Yeah. He's more than chilling though.
1: Yeah, he controls. Yeah, he cut his net
0: worth in half and he's still like (laughs) number one.
1: He recouped the year after like no biggie. Pretty crazy, man. What a guy. (laughs) (laughs) So who who are the next Bezos is from our space? Is it Andre Cronier? Could be. Yeah, stay
0: tuned, dude. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he definitely has some momentum behind him. That's for sure. Yeah, he just needs to keep coming out with more and
1: more. DeFi products, more adoption, more mm-hmm. liquidity, and yeah, who knows where this will go, man? Yeah, but we're still so early, man.
0: It, yeah, we're we're early. Uh, but I can't
1: overemphasize that enough.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the beauty about what what we're doing. If you're listening, you're definitely early. Yeah, uh, stay tuned because we're gonna keep up with this stuff and talking about it incessantly. And uh, so yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow the Block Runner uh, on Twitter and at Metazone.io. And yeah, let's, uh, let's keep this train going and hopefully we'll have some, some interesting updates for Decentraland and Metazone and all that coming up. I know Ethermore yeah, I got something some, big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got some big events coming up. We got, we got our own events for Corona Zombies to keep up with. And so yeah, so thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Right, we Peace. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner.